Welcome, everybody, to the Pub Time Podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Brad. And as always, we are joined by Dick and Dayton. Dick and Dayton. I'm still trying to figure out who Dayton is. Probably some that young joke. That's such a dumb joke, but it'll never get old Strapping young lad. <laughs> Olive-colored skin. Thanks for inviting me, guys. Always. It's a standing invite. Skin has been kissed by the sun. The only problem, I'm still talking about Dayton. The only problem is I keep accepting the invite. That's right. At some point in time, you're hoping that I deny it. That is not true at all. I think we're to the point now where we, unless we could all three do it. We feel like the heart disease just takes over. We would not do it. So, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Let's right. talk about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin. We got a couple Ooh. other little topics today. We're gonna. I've got a couple raging boners going on right now for stone cold no just this, in general yeah this show within the show so yeah, yeah. new um, format five for five yeah we're gonna a little bit of a new format so five for five you're gonna get uh wrestling finishing moves pro wrestling finishing moves uh we're gonna get into a little story over uh from last weekend about uh fighting two wars what you're gonna have to do though for these finishing moves is you're gonna have to demonstrate them here in the pub so <laughs> if you right. choose it you're going to have to fucking demonstrate it. All right. Well, demonstrate it on whoever's not giving a five for five. Basically, that's how so I thought So does that it mean went. Dick's going to get ten finishers? I, I, so. think, I think this is actually just like porn stars. I, I've I'm going to five-star frog splash I, the fuck out of him. I've seen tons. In about ten minutes. I've seen tons of finishing moves, but I don't remember the names. How do you not remember? Name, just, how on. do you know what the names of these finishing don't moves are? Don't you dare. Are? we do. I can't say too many because it's going to fucking give right, away, right. but like. Shawn Michaels, you don't tell me what he's got coming. He's firing up the band. No Absolutely not. Sweet chin music. I can only Kidding tell me? you. I can only tell you one. What was Razor move. Ramon's finishing move? These are these are way beyond. Oh fuck! I can tell you one finishing move. If it's Dick Murdoch, just fucking keep it. Nobody cares. I can tell you one finishing move, and I'm gonna save it because okay. I want to make it. You sure. got it. Yeah, save it. it. I want to see. You want to see if it's on our list? Yes. Oh, God damn! I bet five. it will be. Porno finishing moves. Oh God! Actually, I just fifty dollars up front, not my. I just face. thought of it. I just thought of another one. I can't think of the name of what it would be. We'll save it. But I, but I, I guarantee that once I talk about it, you'll know exactly what it is. Oh, save I will it. for sure. So after the five for five, we're going to talk about a, a funny story from our the little gathering um, we had last weekend about uh, fighting two wars. The bag lady. Yes. We're we're going to keep that. I I don't think we need to. Say who it was. No, yeah. Dedication to our veterans. Yes, yes. All of the veterans um, listening. Yes. Take a little break. Come back. Hit a new segment. Fame or shame. Oh, huge boner. You kidding um, me? May or may not have been an overweight naked man in the middle of a four-lane state highway. Touche. Um, in front of the casino. Then we'll dive into Stone Cold. Be a lot cooler if it was in the casino. Get a little sports action. Talk about the NFL draft a little bit. And I would like to dabble in Major League Baseball bench-clearing, quote, fights. Only only if, oh, man, we talked about him before. Only if he's coming off the bench. And uh, to wrap it up, we'll talk about uh, some high-profile court cases, but specifically the one going on now with Mr. Johnny Depp. Yeah, age-old question. Who shit the bed? (laughs) I guess we're going to find out. So that being said, you want to go first on five for five, or shall I? I've seen you over there crafting a list. Or do we go one for one? 
Let's go one v one. V1. Yeah. Let's go back and forth. Boom, Give me boom, your five. Boom, boom, boom. One five. All right. Tombstone pile driver, Undertaker. Yeah. What was the best one you ever seen? Because I can tell you the best one I've ever seen. On top of the cage, right? That one was cool. Was that, back at, was that uh, Mick Foley? The un, well, was that Mick Foley that he did it to on top of the cage? Oh, yeah. Like Shawn Michaels. Mankind or whatever. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, yeah, I think Mick Foley, Mankind, <clears throat> was the most, okay. most infamous. All right. Oh, so. that Hell in the Cell match is for sure the most. I mean, right. he fucking threw him off the top of it. And yeah, he, lacerated his spleen and all sorts of shit like that dude's bulletproof so see it'll be no problem if i do it to you right absolutely not okay demonstration time <laughs> demonstration time <laughs> intervention that's your fight but that's five. My, my favorite tombstone pile driver ever seen was probably the first one I ever seen the undertaker do so back in the day wrestling wasn't like the wwf wasn't on like monday tuesday whatever Saturday. Was Saturday. Saturday was the yeah. big day. Right. Okay. And I remember this fucking like 1993. So it's probably right as The Undertaker came out. Mm-hmm. Purple. Black and purple yep. Undertaker. I remember. Bright red hair. No makeup. Still look like a fucking creep though. Yeah. He tombstones Hulk Hogan, which at the time he's the fucking, you know what I mean? It didn't, he's Muhammad Ali of professional wrestling. He tombstones him on top of a folding chair. And like any other seven, eight-year-old child, I'm a huge Hulk Hogan fan at the time, you know. I'm fuck, I'm a Hulkamaniac. And I just watched this fucking dude kill him. You know what I mean? In my mind, I'm like, he removed the padding from the floor, put a chair down on the concrete, and tombstone right on top of it. I was like, he's fucking dead. Was that back when... Fucking dead. Was, That's the last person I just... Was, back in the day, though, the Undertaker, after he won a match, he'd put him in a body bag. Was this back then? Because he, he used to yeah, do that all the time. Yes. Paul Bearer. Yes, yeah, I was, yes. But he did not body bag everybody. Hogan. But yeah. yes, that was the same time frame, yes. But he only he usually only body bagged, like, they call them jobbers, but... I know. used to... Uh, I legit was like... I had, like, a fear of the Undertaker as a child... Right. A little bit, yeah. Well, yeah he's creepy like, fucking dude. He's huge. Figured he was hanging out in my basement somewhere. And that was back for all the tats and shit, right. you know? Um, Number five, I'm going uh, Moonsault. Just regular. I love it, but I've got two people I thought were the best. Okay. Terry Funk, just because, like, later in life, that's a 60-year-old man getting up there and hitting that fucking Moonsault, you know? On McFoley, or you know, usually yeah. it was something crazy through a table, or on. but the greatest moonsault ever. The man from the Rocky Mountains, Big Van Vader. Okay, four hundred yeah. pounds of I. I have a hard time doing a tramp like a backflip on a trampoline sometimes because I'm scared to pull the trigger. I know I can do it. This fucker is getting six, seven feet in the air. And then throwing his 400-pound body backwards and just hoping, praying, hey, we're going to land in the right spot. But so we'll have to get you up on the peak of the roof to moonsault on the dick. Fuck. So you get on the trampoline quite often and do this? No, but I'm just saying, like, hey, fuck, you tell me. Well, you said sometimes. Like, if there's a Sometimes tramp- I do it, but sometimes I, uh, I I'm don't. still at the age. My ass sees a trampoline. I'm fucking getting up there. We're trying it out a little bit. Come on down. The double flip. Single flip, triple flip. Yours got the cage on it too. There you go. We that's our hell in the cell right there. <laughs> right. All right. 
I'm gonna come at you number four. This could this probably higher on most people's list, but the Stone Cold Stunner. I mean, I feel like it's got to be in there just because it's um, a show. Sure, I'll take it for sure. And I, it's it's a good one. Um, and probably my favorite one is when he did it to Vince McMahon the first time. Oh man, so many people have been. I I can't even. I can't even tell you how many people have been stunnered. Probably my Pat favorite McAfee. part about it was after he did it, normally he'd get down and shove his middle fingers in their face, which is probably or one of my favorite Drown parts. them in beer. Right. Yes, yes, I love all that. You know, I think The Rock used to take the best stunner. You know, he, he sold it the best. So they so It's like he'd fucking get hit, stand back up, fall back. You know what I mean? He like, got asked in that interview who he thought took the best, sold it the best. And it was uh, The Rock. He mentioned The Rock. And another one was, uh, I think he said that the best one was Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. Or what, oh, at the time, the, it was Scott Hall. But, yeah. yeah that, at WrestleMania. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he fucking like he had springs in his boots. Yeah. yeah. So what's your number four? Number four. Oh man, I had him in. I had him in order, and then I was like, "Eh, kind of pull him out of order, put him back in order." So I know my number one. I love my number one. Save I can't, it. I can't, yeah, I'm not coming off my number <coughs> one. Uh, I'm going the poison mist, man. Great Muda. And it really wasn't always like his finisher, you know, he'd hit it in some different spots and stuff, but that fucking green, you know what I mean? Right. I just love that. And then for a while, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat did it, but he fucking stole it. But love me some Muda. My number three. And uh, the rest of my finishers are submissions. Oh, boy. My number three. The sharpshooter. Get loosened up, dick. No, no. Sharp That's a scorpion deathlock, sir. Sharpshooter. Scorpion deathlock. Right to hit man. And all about it. Sting. Surfer sting too. Yeah, sting did it too. Yep. Yep. But I'm gonna give it the, the nod to the hitman. The sharp to the hitman. Although I did like sting more, but one thing they did say, like his dad, Stu Hart, like. That was his thing. Like back, th- it was like catches, catch can wrestling. You know, what I mean, they did a little more grappling than they do nowadays. But when you would go to their house, it was called the dungeon. Oh yeah, and basically, this old man just coming there, and, you know, he's like, "Well, I'm gonna take him down there and stretch him out." But like right. for hours, he'd just take you down there and beat the piss out of you. you like most of the guys, like for weeks, he's like, "I didn't learn a fucking thing." <laughs> right. I just go down there and let this old man, like, basically touch me inappropriately. Yeah. Tear me apart. Stu Hart's dungeon. He's like, I didn't fucking learn a thing. All right. So I'm going to move one of mine up a little bit just because. And, uh, you came with submissions. I'm probably, I'm going to, I'm going to take the most famous submission Million Dollar Dream, Ted DiBiase. I don't, I don't even know if I exactly knew what... To, I don't... A sleeper hold? Okay. 
All right. Are you fucking kidding me? All right. You ain't tell me you I ain't never put nobody in a rear naked choke. I That's... have. Don't you remember? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> like a seventh grader in a rear naked choke just messing with him. Yeah. Fell flat on his face. That's that's on a dream. tile floor. That's Dream Street, bud. Chief J Strongbow <laughs> had a different name for it, but that's what that is. It's Good interesting sleeper. you mention that. Why? Oh, because you'll see soon enough. So my number two. What? It better not fucking be the one move you didn't know what it was called the 10 rear, seconds ago. Naked, now he calls it a rear naked choke. My number two better not be is a, the figure four leg lock by Ric Flair. Okay. Figure four. That's my number two. <clears throat> figure four leg lock. That's yeah, what I'm with this. It was best when somebody rolled it over anyway. So what happens all the time? My number two. Oh, boy. I'm going... I'm going with the Legion of Doom, the Finisher, the fucking, ah, damn, what was it called? Doomsday Device. Loved it. Huge, huge Road Warriors guy, fucking hawking animal, huge boner. They tear the place down, and you could, when the fucking animal threw them thumbs up, you're like, ah, fuck yeah, let's, you know what I mean? It's like, love it, love it. So my number one is more, it's not, this. it's, underwhelming but it's my favorite oh fuck and that is uh well it's the rowdy rowdy piper sleeper hold oh are you kidding me and because like right right about time i really got back into wrestling for when i was like he stole that he stole junior high whatever was uh when wcw was big and he put at that time hollywood hogan in the the sleeper hold at starcade yeah that's right Oh boy, my number one is uh, Innovator. Man innovated this move. It's his forever. That's Jake the Snake Roberts and the fucking DDT. All right. And uh, so I'm, I was listening to this thing. This is probably last week. He talks about the time he made it or just kind of came to him he's like i'm wrestling this fucking turd he's like i get him in a front chin lock and the guy like trips i just fall back with it but he's like he wasn't ready for it i wasn't ready for it he's like it legit fucking knocked him (laughs) basically knocked him the fuck out so he's like i rolled him over and pinned him i go back to the locker room guy's like man what was that fucking move you hit he goes i don't know but i'm gonna try it again (laughs) so you know, next week, him and this guy are fucking working on it, and he hits it, and this time he's like, I, you know, I throw my leg into it a little bit, and it's like, it fucking works beautiful. So at the time that he's figuring that out, the government had, like, a big thing against DDT, like, the actual, like, incesticide that fucking kills everything. He's like, it's like poison to the brain. He's like, what's well, better for, you know, Jake the Snake Roberts than, right. you know? Basically, exactly. So he called it the DDT. And I loved me some Snake. He was probably the best on the mic. Like, you believed he was a fucking, you know, villain. Like, you just look at him like, God damn it. So through this entire conversation, through this, I'm like, wow, we come from a different generation. Like, this is completely different list than what I would come up with because by the time you guys were talking about this, you know, these moves, 
I was already finished with watching it professional yeah. wrestling. But in my mind, the whole time, I'm like, DDT. Why, you know, what about the DDT? He was waiting for us to bring up Baron Von Rasky's <laughs> Iron Claw. Oh, no. <laughs> I will say one. I, I, well, two more. Two more only because of, you know, how it. How it yeah, we're stirring, we're stirring this up now. You're getting how, some. Well, I can always remember. And I, You're telling me you ain't got a boner about the Doomsday Device. But. I can't think of the name of what it would be called, and I don't even know that just there is tell a me name, who the person but is. Tell me Who's you the don't. Person? Tell me you don't remember. If you could tell me the person, I'll tell you what it Brutus is. Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Yeah, I remember. The... He always had to cut somebody's hair at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was always that. I think his shit was a neck neck breaker. Well, they called it like the booty. Oh, they probably called it something else, yeah. but I think his yeah. was just yeah, a yeah, yeah. a variation of a number neck two finishing move. From that time period, as soon as you would see Hulk Hogan, all of a sudden. The leg drop? Well, but as soon as the came in where he would stop, mm-hmm. he'll start the shaking. And oh, the, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's definitely a finished move. Again, I can't remember the name of it, but you, know, you knew exactly what was happening. And you know what, though, for, for such a high like profile guy, that's a really underwhelming finishing move you know what i mean it was completely because it was it was a complete rocky moment like obviously came when he was down and out he oh was yeah. Beat up. yeah the body slam yeah, it was near the end it looked like he was gonna lose and then all of a sudden it all everything changed yeah. the, the only people who can ones. really sell that are people like uh remember the earthquake yeah you know that motherfucker drops a leg across my throat so yeah. that was another one that probably I, got me his finishing move i was also gonna bring up you know what that's called Richter scale. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, I love me some earthquakes. The natural disasters, him and Typhoon, huge bone. The uh like human these, Wikipedia. These boners. Oh, yes. oh, about wrestling when I was a kid? Oh, Fuck yes. There's yeah. so many just great finishing moves. I this list could have I could have come up with five totally different ones and still been decent. Like the Lex Luger, oh, the rack. Oh yeah. The torture rack, yeah. Uh, I don't remember that. <clears throat> Yeah, Arn Anderson, the Brain Buster. Yeah, pro wrestling was such a small part of my life early on, but yet it did lead into the you know wrestling in junior high, wrestling in high school, wrestling right right. for sure. That's yeah. I I I legit Macho Man at the elbow off the top rope. Yeah, Yeah, but the Snake Man when he brought that lasso out, you knew shit was getting ready to go down. Well, when the Snake was in the corner. Oh fuck. As soon as that snake was in the corner and he was going to, you know. So if if you ever get a chance, you listen to that interview with Jake the Snake Roberts and Joe Rogan. Watch the documentary. Well, I'm saying the one with him and Rogan because he asked him about the snake. They had a huge feud with Randy Savage at the time and Miss Elizabeth. They're getting ready to have their wedding. And this at the time, Jake had lost Damien, which that was his big python. Because Earthquake actually fucking crushed him. He didn't mean to, but <laughs> Snake no longer with us. So he gets a cobra. Then he kind of changes his persona a little bit, you know what I mean? And he's going with Randy Savage and Vince McMahon's like, you need to have that fucking snake, uh, you know, latch on to Randy. We make it look like, you know, fucking really gets him, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'm in the locker room. And the macho man comes over to him and he goes, 
you sure that thing's got its poison removed? You know, he's like, fuck. <laughs> so he had a legit does fear. A, Jake the Snake does a fucking great Macho Man. <laughs> I mean, he fucking sounds just like him. He goes, yeah, man. They fucking took him out and filled it in with silicone. Like, are you sure? He's like, <laughs> you willing to get bit by that snake first? He goes, no, man. Like, I don't fucking want that snake to me. He's like, no. I'm not fucking getting bit by that snake till you get bit by that snake. And Jake's like, we're sitting in the locker room. Like, it's not, he's like, in the middle of a match, let that snake bite me. I don't give a fuck. You know, I'm got adrenaline pumping. I'm good to go. He's like, so he makes me hike up my fucking pant leg and let that snake bite me cold, like just sitting there. And he's like, I'm so fucking pissed off when I went out there. <laughs> so he gets Macho Man like tied up in the ropes. You know, with his arms hanging out. He's like, and I turn around and I paintbrush the fuck out of that snake. He's like, I beat the piss out of that snake. He turned around. He's like, you fucking latched on. He's like, they weren't, they weren't a best of friends after no. that. But I'll bet. He's like, I was so fucking pissed. He made me take that bite. That was before Macho Man's rap career. Oh, right before, yeah. <laughs> um, Gosh, I'm trying to think of what other really awesome ones that there were. Uh, well, the power bomb, man. We didn't talk about the power bomb. Yeah, so many different people really. Psycho Sid. If yeah, I had to choose like, a version of the power bomb, yeah. he'd probably be my unless favorite. I was thinking like Diesel. Yeah, his was kind of shit. Decent. Um, Mike Awesome was good at power bomb too. Or yes, the uh, Mankind the. Mandible claw. Mandible claw. Now listen, kind of a weird oh, one. that was the other one. I, I was told you. Of. I told you how big a boner I had for Cactus Jack. He was number one on my list. He also does a variation of a DDT, but I figured I'd leave that one off. Yeah, and that was probably one cool thing too. Was when, uh, what about the know, power when driver? Started, when I was watching, fucking outlawed for a long time. <laughs> when I was watching wrestling, who's, that was whose finishing move was that? Jerry the King Lawler, Terry Funk, tons. Bret Hart before the, yeah, yeah, sharpshooter. But some guys got fucked up pretty bad. So for a long time, it was kind of like hush hush. And I mean, Owen Hart damn near killed Stone Cold with yeah. the power driver. I guess he showed him. Yeah, <laughs> he must have been the one to cut the rope. That's I was just getting ready to say that. Well, and they asked him too in that interview, which will I guess we can talk more about that later. But the if uh. Owen Hart ever like reach out to him? He's like, normally you fuck somebody up like that. You go, hey man, sorry about that, whatever. And he's like, I don't. Never said a word to him. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't know. Maybe he came up in the locker room or something, but I never heard from him. Yeah, that sucks. <coughs> yeah, I broke your fucking basically ended broke your, your career. Yeah, I mean pretty I mean, much. Basically but, closed her up for him. So, so before I would be go diving into Stone Cold, I guess. Um, we need to we need to rehash the. Amazing moment that happened on your deck last Friday. Deck. <laughs> deck. D D C K. <laughs> yes. Thanks uh, for the deck pick. So I don't know. Dick, do you want to set the table for this since you were sort of So you guys were in the original we were conversation. There. I was not. I caught the after part, okay. but which made so much more sense because as soon as she said it, I was like, oh, I fucking know exactly what you're talking about. So I think the setup, I mean, I mean, it's, it's your buddy. The bag lady. Yeah. Indeed. The bag lady. What's the That's, bag? 
That's what we call him. That's what we referred to as the bag lady. The bag lady. I mean, so it was his story based on, and I don't even know what the conversation leading up to it was, but it, it essentially was discussing his military Right, his vacation well, in I Poland. Asked him, I asked him about um, his hey, deployment. You were you were over there with so and another person that we know. I said, "Oh, you were over there with so and so," and he goes, "Yeah, we were in Poland, and we fucked but, two but, whores." But, 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 okay, so but to back up a second, there was a, a guy and a girl, and I and I don't know who they were. They they were yeah. I work with them. I work with him. That's his wife. His wife, girlfriend, girlfriend, whatever the case. But they're significant other, middle aged, probably my age, in in their forties. Yeah. Um, and she was. Hold on, let's talk about those Air Christ ones he was wearing. Those yeah. rope sandals. Yeah, are those, were those real him? The funny part is that dude doesn't burn. No, he said you. You look iron. at those sandals. You would think those sandals would smoke more weed than. I right. thought the same thing when he walked in. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, reincarnated right here, and yeah. he's got the locks. I always fuck with him about the hair, but he, uh, yeah, those. Uh, he said he. I think he said he had them sandals for like 25 years or something crazy. Like, yeah, I don't fact. think I have an article of clothing that I've had possession of well, for that long. But I got a they, couple Aussie shirts that are probably but, pretty close. But they now. seemed fairly. Um, like level-headed, yeah. Uh, yeah, good people. Good, yeah. I mean, just oh, I thought straight, you were talking about the sandals. Straight, yeah, they spent well, more time no, in the sand the, than the anything else. The two people seemed straight-laced, you know, just like just yeah, you know, normal, average, good. Not looking people. to walk into a party and hear about somebody fucking two whores. Yeah, and so yeah, his wife was within earshot of this conversation. So at the time, she was She's, not a participant. She, she did not know very many people at the party, and, and I think she was kind of yeah, standoffish, you know, like, you know, and, right. and, and we were at a table having a conversation, and for some reason or another, I, the, the conversation was very quiet up until the point that he decided to, like, his, his volume raised to a 10, and he says, I fucked two whores. Right. And I'm like, hey, listen. Everybody, when you make a statement, everybody like at that, this party just heard what you did, and when you right. like, um, she turned around about as fast as I would expect anybody to turn around when they heard that. Situation. And I expected that we were going to get like some sort of a uh, hold on, hold on. Is that, hold on. I know how drunk said person was by this time. How drunk were you two? No, I don't barely, think said person was that. Said, said person only this had was, a couple this was drinks. Fairly early I on, must, I don't know. He was going was, through. He was going through those twisted teas pretty quick. He uh, was, was here was before fair. you guys. No, was he not? No, no. I'm pretty no. sure he was. No, no, no. I, we were the first two I, people. Yeah, I was Because I dropped him off. Yeah, he dropped yeah, him yeah, Okay, up. okay. No, no. I can swear he showed up and he was just pounding. He had three or four, maybe. I don't maybe. think alcohol was involved in no. this at all. I think no. this was been a, around him long enough to know that. Yeah, yeah. He's very good. I think this I was a true it. story. This was a true story. <laughs> it that absolutely he was. Wanted everybody to know about. And then. The bad part is he's also told me what they look like, so I'm not sure this is really something I'd be hanging my hat on. Well, I don't know well, what two Polish yeah. whores look like, but like, well, fuck yeah. if you're paying for it, I I flip through the catalog a little bit, you know. <laughs> Shit, well, I, think, I ain't taking. I think you I ain't got taking the first option. I think you got the military discount. So yeah, probably. Yeah, but so, so she flipped. So you're around. saying she kept her teeth in? I got it. This this girl flipped around like she heard exactly what he said, but 
she had the exact opposite response as I would expect her to have. Like she flipped around and was, Oh, Hey, you're in the service. Like, Oh, this is a, you know, perfectly acceptable. You were waiting for her to be like, yes, I banged two whores in Poland well, as well. I was waiting for her to say, hey, you know, you need to keep it down over here. Or, what are you talking about? You know, that's that's not how he talks about women. Yeah, something yeah, like that, yeah. you know, uh, along She's, those lines. Or, so, or even if she was just going to give him some shit, like turn around and be like, oh, so that's what you think of women, huh? You know, not like really offended, but just kind of. She says, you were in the military. Where were you stationed at? What are you talking about? Oh, I was stationed in Poland. Oh, well, my son was stationed in Poland. Do you know my son? Gives him him her uh, the the name of her son. Oh yeah, that's so and so. He was my best bud. That he's the one I'm talking about. Who was With there me. at this? Yeah. You know, said time said stabbing when things were happening. And and I don't think he was the the partner in crime for the no, the, not for the double the day night double header. No. Man. That story is a good one. But, we should bring him on. He could tell that story. Yeah, but I don't think this guy was there for that. But he was there in Poland. But I don't think he was involved in the fucking of two wars. But he did follow. I mean, he followed with the comments. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he's yeah, my, yeah. was a great friend. Yeah. You know, Here's his, oh, I got pictures she, with him. She's yeah. yeah. He's showing. He's showing pictures. She's saying that's my son, and you know, he, blah blah blah. They talking talk for like an hour. Not known each other forever. It was a great conversation, and you know. I was wondering what happened in that time, like that yes. lost time, because by the time I talked to that lady, she's had a couple drinks now. Oh, and she was having drinks, and it was just a totally normal conversation that you'd have with random people at a party. Like, except you know how it is. You go there, you have something in common with, you know, you're looking for a conversation with people then, that you boom, might know. You know, yes. like you know, especially if you're there, and you don't know anybody. Right. You small find, town, small you find town. One person you yeah. got something in common with, and it's they're your best friend, and that's kind of what was happening. But in the meantime. Um, I'm looking into Brad's eyes and, 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 hold on, and Brad, hold on. Let's talk Brad's about that looking, a little bit. And, and Brad's looking into my eyes and Andy's eyes and we're, we're all three saying, wow, this mom, like she's a c- cool mom. Like this dude's right. just talking about how he's fucking two whores and her son was involved in this process and She's cool with it. Like, oh, I knew that's what he was right. doing over there. Well, like, well, my no son was the lube man. I have no problem with this. <laughs> yeah. He said like, something she's... else at one point, and you go, yeah, I'd shut up now if I were you. <laughs> Who did, Brian? Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> so I was like, Andy he's... didn't say that. No, the things he said. And I'm like, yeah, you probably yeah, don't want to bring that up in front of mom, yeah. you know. Now's and, a good time to shut up. Oh, and she was completely fine with the whole situation. Everything was good. I think. We all moved on from the, con- you know, after well, they got to know each other. You didn't get away from the conversation. Like, I, yeah, tried, I, like, I tried. Like, because I, I wandered away. I think even the, 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 th- thank the you core group left. The, even Just the leave them over there. Hey. The, even the subject, the, the yes. fucker of two whores. He left. He left, and Dick was stuck by I'm himself talk- in this yeah. conversation. How was it? Still, uh, Did you tell her about your service? Obviously, it turned into more <laughs> than what I, you know. Now, this is this, and I separated from the conversation at that point. Now, did but, the but did you still line, have the same feeling that I felt? Like, wow, she's very, she's a very, like, cool, cool, cool mom. Like, that's yeah, weird. Seemed like, yeah, I, I was like surprised that. No, well, I guess I don't know. I would have thought it would have been a little, I don't know, wound a little tight. You know, if you're at a party, there's a bunch of dudes that you don't even know she aren't drinking beer. I thought she would have come across as wound a little tight had she turned around in, in an offended manner. Uh, but as she continued to talk, I was like, okay, she's super cool. 
Seems yeah. laid back, down to earth. Very and accept, yeah, like just Now, did the punchline get said to you, or did it get said to him, and then Me. he circled? It got said to him because okay. they were in the getting, house. They, they were, were leaving. leaving, or they were setting something up. Okay, and that's why I, I thought it was something like that. And so we just had a little, we have a delivery. They were live on the air. Kissing and hugging babies, getting ready to walk out of the house. And I was like, oh, my... And by then, I knew what the story was. Yeah. So I was, I was shitting kittens when I heard it. I was laughing on the inside. But the funny thing was, so they're saying goodbye, and, you know, hugs, kisses, blah blah blah, and I think she says something to the effect, if to the effect of, well, I didn't realize that I knew so and so. He, you know fought with my son and you know he said I, I all i heard was he fought two wars so i turned around to see what he did and <laughs> my face just dropped I'm like wait a minute what she heard i fought two wars yeah so and she's I'm like what when, when she tells me the story she's like yeah and i you know i did know he had served with my son and there's no way he was old enough to have fought in two wars. <laughs> and I go, what'd you say? She's like, he said he fought two wars in Poland. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's definitely what he said. I was like fucking hero. dying in the kitchen. Oh, I, She's I, like, yeah, he's not old enough to have fought in two wars. I about spit my uh, drink out. As soon as I heard it, I'm like, that makes better sense. Like, that's what she heard. Yeah, because for clarification purposes, he fought zero wars. Oh. Yes, yes. I mean, the most combat he saw was... Against Polish <laughs> vodka and the $25 he spent for that night. Exactly. God damn it, I wish this thing would work. <laughs> but, yeah, man, that's just... That's hilarious. That that whole conversation happened at the premise that she thought he said... I have fought in two I've wars. Fought two wars. <laughs> oh God! I was like, Dad, I I still haven't fucking told him. He needs to know. I thought we did. Maybe, did we? Not? No, no, I no. Thought we Jesus, told him. Jesus never heard. Oh, it. I was talking about the bag lady. Oh, like, bag lady knew. knew. I thought we told him. Yeah, that's what I thought. But, but, Jesus, I need to. I need to cue him in next time I see him at work. I got oh, for him. sure. Like, Absolutely. And no clue. And the best part is, afterwards, you were there for this part. He's like, I'm texting your son right now. He's like, I just text him, yeah, I'm fucking your mother tonight. <laughs> it's like, ultimate. Ultimate. All right, well, we're going to take a little break. Come back, dive into the famous shame, Naked Man, a little sports action, a little Johnny Depp, and one and only Stone Cold. Steve Austin. Everybody needs an outlaw. Cause all I'm seeing now is Hollywood wearing some hunting gear. 
And TV shows about idiots that think country is drinking beer. Sick of seeing skinny jeans smiling like a cover girl. I wanna see some kids out back with 22s popping squirrels. I wanna see some gun guns going out on a duck hunt and messing up this flapping bird and acting like a lazy bum. These trends got it twisted and they make country a petty style. Now where's all my country folks that actually could go survive? When that stock market crashes, I'll be somewhere deep off in these pines. Killing shit, picking ass, and taking what the hell is mine. And we're back, everybody. I don't care. What? I don't what? particularly care. No, they're for that, fucking crying. That version of that song. Whatever. I don't mind she, Luke Combs. Do you know about that up church? I don't know shit do about without, it. I, do without what? The, the, I, no. Come on, guys. Stop fighting. Three me. weeks ago, we, we all had to suffer through the sinking of the Ella Fitzgerald. And you're telling me you can't fucking stomach a little up church? I just, I don't like the country rap thing. You know, All right? You can easily shorten it to crap. Yeah, you like that straight Luke Bryan? I'm not really a fan of that either. I'm Whatever. Nah. You go fire up that truck right now. It's probably what nah. you got playing in there. Florida nah. Georgia Line. Definitely. Rascal <laughs> Flats. Definitely not a Florida Georgia Fuck. Line fan. Kidding me? Absolutely not. You know me better than that. At least you got standards. Doubtful. What standards? Uh, I don't know. Just not. I don't know. I. Anyways, listen, you're not going to derail me from my new, new excitement. I know that's what you're trying to do. Fame or shame. Are you going to open that? She spun backwards on me. Are we coming straight in? Fame or shame? We're coming right into it, man. Yeah, this. So. From here on out, after the break, I'm going to try to find some local hometown heroes that we can uh, spotlight here. On the fame or shame, and maybe not so local. I was going to say local. That's kind of slim pickings. They're, hey, they're listen, not there's plenty of. Listen, <laughs> two weeks from now when we do the horse molester, that's a local guy. He's from right down the road. So you know what? I you sent me that the other day, and I'm like, wow, that's this is weird. Where's this from? Europe? Nope. Right. Right here. Nope. Yes. Right yes. down the street. Yes. Yes. South Pekin boys. Shit gets wild out there. So. You would have. It almost seemed like uh, one of those articles you'd see in like in the front of the National Enquirer. I thought it was a fucking <laughs> onion or something until I seen right. it said WMBD, and I I had, I had, fucking like commented on it. So like the article itself is gone now. I'll dig. I'll do some digging. I'll find it. But the reason it popped up is because I had, I must have, I think I put like a Mister Ed picture or something like GIF or. You know. uh, now this was not a first-time offender either. This was an article based on. Oh, yeah. This he a, was he a serial horse rapist? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I do believe yes. so. Wow. This is based. It's, I'm pretty sure he's like Sea Biscuits trainer or something. So I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to dive into that one. Coming up next week. Nah, yeah, yeah. Might be a week or two. I don't know. We're gonna pepper the horse raper in. So Sea Biscuit. Does this napkin it's, smell like chloroform? Do you? <laughs> All right, but today what, what kind of what kind of dildo do you throw at a horse? You know, I mean, they said he had sex toys and a taser, though. It's like, 
I don't know what you're purchasing. Was there taser? I can only it think of one. It better have a fucking handle. Was there taser that right. in case the horse got carried away? <laughs> no, the taser's for the horse. That's what I'm saying. He's, no, that he starts the. That's how foreplay starts with this guy. So I can only think he goes that straight it, to the taser. I can only think that it was shaped like a horse. God, I would. Oh, you mean so it has like that cleft foot, like. <laughs> Nobody wants. To see I didn't say that. shape like a horse's head. Or, oh know. yeah, a horse's penis. <laughs> yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Have you never seen a horse's penis, Brian? Not up. What close. Kind of videos do you watch? Not up close. <laughs> I said it looks like that guy's. Looks like that kicker's foot from the Steelers, the one that only had. Remember, old boy, he had the record for like the longest time. Like the club foot. Yes, yes, that's what a horse's penis looks like. It's a good <laughs> club foot. You could have just said a horse's foot. No, that's no. what I said the first time. You didn't I know. get it. I like how he acts like he's never seen a horse's penis before. Yeah, up close. Up close. Fuck. How many times you been to Mexico? I never. How many times you been to Mexico? Multiple You've probably milked a horse. Three before. donkey shows. He's at least attended, yeah. so he knows exactly what that thing looks like. So that's coming up, week or two. Yeah, yeah. Tell me who we have the donkey today. Show? This week, fame or shame. Let's let's see let's see here. So let's, this goes back a couple weeks. We we're a little bit late to the party on this. But yeah, let's 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 get to the headline here. Naked man involved in East Peoria car accident. This was on April sixteenth. Two cars heavily damaged after an accident near the Paradise Casino in beautiful downtown East Peoria. News twenty five reports the crash happened at noon, at Main and Blackjack Boulevard. IDOT traffic cameras clearly showed at one point a naked man leaning on a blue car that had collided with an SUV. Middle of a beautiful day. So the funny part is by the time the helicopter's shown up, like he was not naked while he was driving. He did not get naked until later. So we should tell a little bit of the lead up. So it sounds like this guy was under the influence of something, a lot of something. I would hope so. Speculation. Speculation. Innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. I, I think his, alleged, his attorney would disagree. Yeah, alleged, alleged to have been under the influence of uh, an illegal substance. And it sounded like he was, he'd pulled across the median, which is not a grass median, it's just lines, into the two, to, oh, there it's three lanes of oncoming traffic. Trying to now, I don't know if he was trying to end his life, or if he was just trying to cause havoc, or if he was just so fucked up he didn't know where he was. Um, so but after cars were avoiding him, he eventually decided to take matters into his own hands and turn himself into a another vehicle. Right? That's that's kind of the story I heard. Is that? Yeah, yeah. I've 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 got an eyewitness account. Okay, and this is the guy who has provided us with these wonderful pictures. That later I will be posting on Twitter, and anyone who listens, hashtag. If you do anything, podcast. If you do anything, I would like you to go on there and vote, and let us know if this man belongs on the Pub Time Hall of Fame or the Pub Time Hall of Shame. And this guy's name is Brian Pearson. Was basically the first person. Brian Pearson, not the naked man. This is eyewitness. Eyewitness Brian, Brian Pearson. Photographer Brian Pearson. And I quote, my phone has been blowing up and I'm trying to work. Yes, I'm the guy in the blue shirt next to the naked guy in the photo. No, I was not in the accident. 
I was just one of the first people to arrive on scene. A horrific collision. The dude was at fault and was belligerent, throwing stuff at people, cussing at us, all fucked up. And as I and others were trying to calm him down before police and medics arrived, he thought for sure we were going to have to physically restrain him. But then, for reasons unknown to me, he did decided to strip butt naked in the middle of the intersection. I offered him water, apple juice, and introduced myself. He wasn't having it. So did you introduce yourself after he got butt naked? <laughs> Before. Or the apple juice? I would have took that juicy juice regardless. And, and we should explain that the perpetrator is a probably 300 Fairly portly man, yes. Individual. The best part is the the area... The black section they used <laughs> to block out whatever he may have been showing is proportionately smaller than the rest of him. So I saw a couple of fantastic comments in regards to that. One was one comment said in regard, you know, because like you said, someone took yes, you know yes, the yes. black like pencil, just and, a dot, yes, and yes. blocked out um, this poor naked guy. man's uh, genitalia. Yeah. So someone commented on a photo I saw that said, it's a shame that poor man lost his penis in the accident. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw another one where someone said, it said, hey, someone's got to do my man a solid. Yes. And then this person had, had like, like taken the black and like, like took it all the way down to his knees. Yeah, <laughs> like, cast a much larger <laughs> shadow. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, so... It, he also goes on to say that, you know, he watched him cross multiple lanes of traffic and collided with an elderly woman at a high rate, high rate of speed. And that, uh, at the time she was not doing well, she was being carted off. So yeah. And hopefully the best for yeah. her, but naked man, I don't, uh, I don't get it. Like I'd read some other this stories. Is a very like, busy intersection, like very busy in the middle of the day during the week. Very yes. busy. Yes, yes, yes. And this guy stood out there, butt ass naked, for out probably a while. Oh, it, with his cr with his arms crossed over his chest yeah. as his like do something. When <laughs> when you see these pictures, <laughs> it is basically like I'm fucking taking my ball and going home. I mean, this guy <laughs> has got him pants on, pants off, up against the car. Sitting Indian style on the fucking hot ass pavement. That was like one of the first days. It was probably 60, 70 degrees outside. It's a terrible time to be diagnosed with micro penis. <laughs> Fuck. This, I mean, that one right there. The thinker. I fucking love that picture. Are you kidding me? I'm collaging the shit out of this thing. So it's. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I've been on a lot of drugs before. Not all at one time, separately, obviously, but. I'm not sure what it takes to do what he did. I've no. been there. I haven't reached. Not. Nah, I've taken plenty of drugs. I want me to get naked, just not in the middle of fucking Main Street. You know what I mean? Like I just don't. I don't get it. That picture of the cop talking to him. God, I love that. <laughs> that is. That is probably one of the greatest things I've ever and seen. And he's in my just life. not interested. He wants no part of it. This thing has made some fucking rounds. Okay. Because. Hopefully. The day after, there's another podcast called the Whiskey Hill Podcast. And I just happened to go on Twitter. And I'm kind of flipping through there. and He's got that fucking picture on there. And I'm like, oh, bullshit, man. Because I think they're from like Pennsylvania or somewhere. 
And I message him. I'm like, man, that is literally right down the fucking street from me. Yeah, like, that was three, four miles from here. In the backyard. Yeah. He's like, no fucking way, man. What's going on? I'm like, no clue. Nobody okay. has any fucking so, clue. let's make this world a little smaller. So after I started seeing some pictures... And you had located this individual on Facebook and sent a screenshot of some of the wild shit he was saying on Facebook. Yes, yes. And then it occurred to me, I'm like, that dude, I coached that dude in high school football. Like, he moved in from somewhere, came out for the team, was just like one, you know, just another, you know, there. Um, But, yeah, and just totally crazy. I mean, because he seemed fairly well adjusted at the time. Dick. Let's let's discuss the CTE that Brad has caused this young man to. I can tell you what, if he got CTE, it was from was banging his head on the water bottle. <laughs> I was just thinking the effects of high school football on the human well, that's brain. Right, yeah. Naked. Obviously. That's what happens. Naked <laughs> on the middle of Maine and Blackjack Boulevard. That's. And there was some other crazy thing that happened just down the street, right at one of the hotels that people were wondering if that was related. There was a fight. Yeah, I was seeing a fight with a drug deal or some something. theft, a stolen car, and some heroin overdoses with a lady that had a needle hanging out of her arm. Like, all within an hour of each other. Could you imagine paying what those people pay to live down in those condos? And then at the yeah. fucking hotel right in front of you, there are people banging up heroin. and Which, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't surprised. say that that hotel is a, 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 a huge heroin no i wouldn't think so either i mean i wouldn't imagine i mean it's a decent little hotel i wouldn't think that wouldn't be if you told me like hey if you, you needed to go find illicit drugs in the next 10 minutes that would be low on the I'm, list of hotels i'm going to the stony by. creek inn number one and the <laughs> we, motel six number two yeah, the we, motel we, six is probably my first stop we just stayed at i'm banging hay around at both places i think we just stayed yeah. that stony creek in like january or february how much was it <laughs> Oh yeah, because you oh. guys went swimming. Yeah, we took. No, it. the black tar heroin, not the, <laughs> not the fucking room. Are you kidding me? Still got that needle hanging out my arm. You don't have the build of someone who bangs heroin. <laughs> exactly. I need to try it a couple. Times. <laughs> so neither does my guy. So I'm I'm marking that yeah, off yeah, the yeah, list yeah. of yeah, he's naked not. man on one sixteen. <laughs> heroin was not involved. I uh I don't know if our vote matters, but I think this would uh this would go down in the hall of shame in my my opinion. Oh, we're voting. Okay. I, Dick, I'm just casting. I think a, I, a no, yeah, we should I vote. I love this. Yes. The listeners, I, I want to hear what they have to from say. From what I understand, this gentleman's voted plenty of times, and he thinks it's the Hall of Fame. Who's that? The the guy in the picture, the guy that got pulled over. That's your vote. He, Hall of Fame. Proud. No, Hall of Shame. Damn it! I was hoping to hit the golden buzzer. The, Maybe we should do something like that. You get one golden buzzer. You want to be that guy? I was gonna put him in the Hall of Fame. He's the first one. Uh, but still, that's it's gonna be a long. I think we need to list. put him in the Hall of Fame just so we can post that picture that you sent me. Oh, I'm posting the fucking picture regardless. Not, I, you know what picture I'm talking yes, about? Yes, right? yes, the yes. The David. Yeah. I'm, yes. Fuck, that's going no. down, son. I think I'm gonna change my vote. I think that <laughs> two to one. Two I'll to one. say this much. It takes, uh, and I don't know. I guess now you can really say that when someone when someone says that someone's got should something. I give him the Groucho Marx treatment? Should <laughs> I at least block out his <laughs> Maybe. face? When someone says that somebody's got some big balls, I guess now we can confirm that that is just a uh, Untrue. hypothetical. Yes, yes. Um, but hypothetical it takes balls. some fucking stones to do it. I don't care how fucked up you are. I mean, oh, to do what that guy did in the middle of the day. Not to mention the haircut. 
I think moving forward, this is going to help to decide how we define fame and how we define shame. Yeah. God damn it. All right. I'm going to say. I mean, he doesn't have much there to be let's proud see kind of. of. Let's see what kind of car he's driving. What do you care, Brad? I'm just saying, if you want to be famous, have something to be famous about. It's shame. He's got an old lady shame. Buick. He smashed, he smashed the old lady with an old lady Buick. And got naked. Shame. Rather small penis. Shame on him. In the middle of the day. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, I, see, I really, a, I really wanted to. the day. I wanted to fame him up. What was it, a Tuesday? Wednesday? I don't know. Number one, everybody knows you don't get no fucking DUI during the day. So he was not intoxicated like that. Might it just been. doesn't happen. Well. Unless you were drunk from last night, I've never been too drunk to drive during the day. It's light out. Nothing's coming out of nowhere. <laughs> That's just a rule. Everybody knows that. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't think you've never been too drunk. I think you're just you're never sober enough to. Yeah. Know what, yeah. You know what I mean, though. DUIs don't happen during the day. If if you've ever been pulled over and given a DUI during the day, please contact contact well, us. I think that's so a myth. I think you have a point there. You could get. You could be drunk out of your mind get pulled over and there's no cop that's going to ask you have you been drinking today this morning that shit reek <laughs> like booze <right? laughs> why are you driving down the middle smell, of this road i smell i smell alcohol but it, that can't be true because the next time the cops pull me over i'm just taking my fucking pants off we're gonna see what happens <laughs> has there been any updates on what officers stop staring at my they're gonna, cock they're gonna say ryan no not, a, not again not no. again Ryan. it's like this thing disappeared <laughs> it's the weirdest thing ever so could could he we have her? visual evidence of what happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know about Meemaw. I don't know if she's alive. Hope I don't so. know. No updates. Naked man to be continued. Sounds On Twitter, <laughs> where your ass goes and votes, <coughs> Hall of Fame or Hall of Shame? What's the Twitter handle? At the Pub Time Podcast. Same for Twitter. Out there in a while. Same we for Twitter. Same for Instagram. So, Facebook. So are we that early in the game that we don't have at the Pub Time Podcast too? That's only podcast? Twitter. It's only because, Twitter. Or no, or TikTok. 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 We've been fired once. Okay. Absolutely. Man. We have yeah. been. Fired. Obviously, we haven't been doing this long enough if we're still on the first. At we the are Pub the original. It's time. Right now, I'm excited. Ready to get in, Stony? I love it. I'm flying. I'm ready to go. And when I rolled into this town, I was worried. I was scared. I was nervous. I was petrified. I was horrified. You know why? Because I found out that this is a dry county. That's right. That's what I said. You know what? Do you think it's funny? You think it's funny when Stone Cold Steve Austin rolls into a dry county? What? Do you think it's funny? What? Huh? I got nervous. My skin broke out in hives. I mentioned inside. My liver's all twisted up. But you know what I did? I took Deborah, went to the liquor store. I loaded up with alcohol, more specifically vodka, whiskey, beer, tequila, more beer, more vodka, more whiskey, and more beer. Because I wasn't just going to sit around for a couple of hours in Jonesboro. I was going to drink all night long. I'll tell you what. I talked a little bit about Jake the Snake giving some good promos. Stone Cold, buddy. Some of his little fucking hillbilly rants. He get the people. Oh, man. People love that guy. That's what got him. That's what made him. He's one of the original. He was a, he's supposed to be a heel. 
You know what I mean? He should have ran for president. Well, no, he was supposed to. He turned everybody against him. Yes. Like, it was crazy. Nobody's ever seen it happen. And it was, uh, you know, it was the Austin 316 says, I just kicked your ass. That's what made Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, You know, because he started, what, down in Texas? Yep, the Sportatorium. Which... Which last month, you know, watching wrestling that WrestleMania, and it was cool because it was Stone Cold, but it wasn't the same. Well, no, and even towards the end of his career, you know, I think if you asked just someone who was aware of him, they would probably classify him as more of like a brawler or something like that. But that's not what he was for the majority of his career. He was a really technical wrestler. Yeah, yeah. They blew them knees out. Right. Well, that and Owen Hart broke his neck. Uh, That was probably what really did him in. Dick. Uh, blue blazer. Um, Speaking of, that video does not exist. You know that? They basically burned every copy of that. That's it's all okay. gone. Of Owen? Yeah, not that I want to see blood and guts, but you kind of want to see, like, you imagine being one of them fuckers in the arena? No. Like, come down, hit the post, and blow yeah. up? Imagine being the kid in the front row? Like, Fuck seven-year-old no. in the front row? No. Um... Unless you were against him. I thought it was cool, though. I watched an interview with Stone Cold, and he was talking about when, um, you know, he was in Dallas, and they, you know, decided to go out on the road, and, you know, they basically go to, like, Memphis and Evansville, Indiana. Uh, Maybe it was, like, Louisville. Excuse me, Louisville. um, Louisville. Nashville. And, you know, eventually, and then have to be back in, Dallas for Saturday night or whatever when they did their big show down there. And he's like, yeah, they always got paid in Evansville, he said. But he said they maybe made like Jerry Jarrett said he paid. He said first couple matches, mm-hmm. Jeff Jarrett's father, Jerry, he said he'd pay him $15 a night. Yeah, well, he was saying like in a week, like he'd maybe make uh, $150, $200 or something like that. Oh, which is and, crazy. Uh, that he would always, what he say he bought... Um, potatoes and tuna fish is what he lived off of. And, uh, and he, he talked about how, you know, eventually he'd run out of potatoes and he said, you know, we didn't have anything to cook them with. So he just eat them raw. And, uh, he's like, eventually he'd run out of tuna fish and, uh, you know, basically just starve for a couple of days until you got paid and do it all over again. And, and he talked about how like he wouldn't, like even though it's as tough as it was and as much fun as you know as cool as it was to have the success he had that he fucking loved it you know that he wouldn't have fucking traded any of that which of course it's easy for people who've gotten beyond that to go back and say those sorts of things and look back on that stuff fondly but in that interview did he talk about like when he was a kid like what actually hooked him dusty uh i don't know yeah i don't know he talked about playing football and stuff in high school but he talked oh, about when he's like seven or eight years old. Yeah, Dusty Rhodes is fighting uh, Harley Race. And he's like, I'm probably seven or eight years old, sitting on a couch. My mom's reading her little magazine, whatever. And Dusty, which Dusty was always good at, Flair back in the day, too, man, they'd get bloody as fuck. You know what I mean? Cut themselves, or the case may be. But so Harley Race busts him open. He's just pouring blood. Huge Dusty Rhodes fan. He's like telling his mom, he's like, you know, I see that officer over there. There's like cops, you know, because shit used to get wild back in the day. Them people really bought in. 
You know what I mean? Like the crowd would turn on somebody like they'd legit turn on somebody. And he's like asking his mom, he's like, what? You know, why doesn't that cop, why doesn't he hop in? He's got a gun. Why doesn't he take care of Harley race? Like, why is he letting him do that to dusty? He's like ever, you know, ever since that day, that's, that's what I knew I wanted to do. Yeah. And he said that, I'm pretty sure he said that his parents were supportive. Well, his father left when he was young, his biological I think, father. I think he did play football at North Texas, though, did he? Mean green? I don't think so. Huh? No, I think the high school he went to had green and white as their colors, so maybe that's what um, you remember. But um, I, his biological father left when he was really young, and then his mom ended up getting remarried, and he considers that guy like his father. Um but I mean, my understanding is they were always really supportive of him throughout, you know, the whole wrestling thing. And, uh, you know, just kind of hearing the story as he comes up. Uh, and it sounds like, you know, he eventually went to, was it World, the Von Erichs deal, the World yeah, yeah. Championship. WCCW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's where it, Sportatorium. Okay. That's, that was, talk, that's where he's so talking that, about watching Dusty Rose. Right, Rose okay, yes, yes, yes. That's and, in Dallas? Mm-hmm. But he he the sportatorium from, supposedly some big I've never been there obviously but it's some venue he in jumped Dallas. from there to USWA is that what it was okay all them guys back in the day though man they'd they'd had to hop around so much just to, like you said he only make a right buck and some circuit change to circuit so, type yeah. of deal I know he had a little stint in the uh, WCW so he got big and when he was like, younger His stint though, in the WCW is much bigger than you think well when he was like coming up he was a face right. you know he was you know was one of the good guys right and um then when he got to wcw they, even they then, i him. think you know i don't think that happened then really oh no with flying brian pillman they were the hollywood blondes they were heels was that in the wcw though is that when that was yep. okay because he was stunning steve austin right Colonel Robert Parker was their manager, which was kind of like this Colonel Sanders-looking guy. Uh, kind of some hillbilly, which he right. was really good at what he did. You know what I mean? Believable, bad guy kind of deal. The but, uh, And he was a heel in WWE. Well, I know he was, yeah, eventually. But when uh, it sounds like he basically got let go by WCW. Yeah, he Eric Bischoff fired him. Yeah. And landed in ECW after so, that. Yeah, so he gets fucked up. His legs are fucked up. Like, in WCW, like, he made a... There's a couple times, like, Dusty, which, how cool is that? You go from, as a seven-year-old, watching this guy, wanting to be this guy, to now you work and, you know... Getting beat up by this guy. No, no, no. Dusty Rhodes was, like, the booker. He ran the show basically so now you're like rubbing elbows with this guy and he's giving you the push you know he's trying to get you to and he fucks his legs up his knees he's at like both of his knees basically his knees are as bad as his neck and one time he was married to his first wife uh bischoff has someone call him at home and when he sees the fucking number he's like i ain't answering it has his wife answer it and they're like, yeah, you know, can we talk to Steve? Like, they could hear him in the background, like, tell them fuckers to fuck off. I ain't talking to him. So when that guy goes back and he tells him, he's like, hey, man, like, pretty sure he's at home. He just doesn't fucking want to talk to us. 
They're like, well, call him back, tell him he's fired. You know, or he called him back, told me he was fired. And then, yeah, then he goes ECW, and that's where they started having him cut promos. Because he said he told uh, Heyman, Paul Heyman, who ran ECW, like, he's like, hey, I can't work, man. I'm, you know, got I'm fucked up right now. Right. And he's like, you don't have to. Just cut promos. And he talked about how they'd go back to this hotel and whatever, and they'd have all these guys taking turns cutting these promos and shit and, like, you know, they finally like, hey, it's your turn. And he's like, I just got on, and it's like a switch just went off, and I just started talking. Yeah, he had the little Hulk Hogan character or whatever, which I think really what ended up getting him the job in uh, WWF at the time. Right. Jim Ross had seen it and said, hey, man, because he had worked with him in WCW, you know, because his ass was always around. But. Right. A lot of the shit he said in those interviews are kind of what got him his job back, yeah, you know? absolutely it is. And, um, you know, I'm not sure what, you know, I mean, like, obviously the Austin 316 thing is what really put him on the map. And I guess he was the one that started that whole what thing. The what, yeah, what, yeah, what yeah, the fans yeah. do. Like, that was his deal. He's the one that started all That's why they do that still. Uh, which I had no idea. I always wondered where that came from. Because he'd say something and wait, say something and wait, and then everybody just kind of filled in. But when he first came in, he was, Ted DiBiase was going to be his manager, and he was the ringmaster. Right. And he told uh, Vince McMahon, he's like, he agreed to it in the beginning. They had him, like, wearing green tights and shit. It was weird. And he remembers, he's, like, on an airplane. He's like, this sucks, this gimmick, like, this whole deal. This sucks. Cause I'm not gonna work. And he's like, "Well, the fuck's your name gonna be then?" And his wife was English at the time, like his second wife. And he's like, whenever they'd go to her mom's house, he'd be like, "Oh, Steve, you need to drink your tea before it gets stone cold." And he's like, came to him one day. He goes, "What do you think about stone cold Steve Austin?" He goes, "Fuck yeah, let's do it." Right. And just all black tights, you know, because that's what he wore in WCW right before he left. I think so, yeah. And people always told him, like, man, you'll never get over with that, you know, like, it's mm -hmm. just bland, you know. That's that's back when cats were spending a ton of money and as flashy as they could be, you know, but. Yeah. Turned out none of that really fucking mattered, so. And the match, too, that really, even after, you know, because the, the promo put him kind of, you know, gave him that identity. With Austin 316, and then it sounds like the match that really, like, s sent him, you know, started to put him over was Bret Hart. the Bret Hart match. Yeah. He's bloody as fuck. Yep. Wouldn't call the... Right. Yeah. Wouldn't tap. And Which, then, like, it sounds like that was him and Bret Hart kind of thought that up. He wasn't supposed to get right rid. Right. But at the end, him and Bret were like, hey, man, bust me open. Yeah. And Make then, it look good. And then after, so instead of tapping out, he passes out right? right right and then uh they that's how they kind of almost make him a good guy is bret hart kind of stomp, stomping on him and shit after he's passed out and everything yep um yeah and you took the guy who was probably the bigger hero at the time and flipped him yeah right there yeah and they talked it's about that crazy. How, like, you know, they pulled one of the biggest flips you could have ever pulled and um and that's what kind of started there was the whole they had a whole sort of feud with the him with the Hart family, you know, whatever. 
And that's what led up to the neck breaking. Yeah, Owen Hart damn near yeah. killing him. Which, that was in a tombstone pile driver, basically. Right. But he sat out instead of... Yeah, he sat down with them. Yeah. And, and I mean, his you head can see is on the clearly video, under yeah, his absolutely. legs. <laughs> and all 400 pounds is now coming down on top of you, so... <clears throat> but some of the best ones I remember, though, about him... The beer truck with McMahon. Uh, just that whole feud back and forth with him and Vince. Beer he truck. talked about how... He filled his fucking car up with, with con- Oh, God. I was like... When he says, though, that a lot of those ideas, man, were Vince's. Vince is like, you know, hey, this is what you're going to do today. You're going to do this today. We're going to do this today. That guy's a fucking billionaire for a reason. Man, I, and you know I, know I was going to say, I think Vince still tries to come up with those ideas of how he could... They're just not as good anymore. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? And he says for being he 85 fucking years old. Years old. Yeah. He's like, you know, he took that because they wrestled that Hell in the Cell match. He's like, he took that bump off the top of the cage, you know, like that was his deal. He wanted to do it. Like, right. um, I mean, he's. Can a, you imagine watching Mick Foley do that and all the shit that happened to that guy? And you're like, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna fucking try that. I mean, how good a shape do you have to be in to be able to pull that shit off? Mick Foley, not in that great I, shape, but some of them other guys, yes, right. Oh, he is just a rare crazy. fucking yes. breed, man. Yeah, yeah. I've watched some people do some shit to that guy. It's like, oh god, yeah. Terry it was best friend. Well, the barbed did some wire, shit to that the guy. Barbed wire, the tax, all that crazy Swords? shit. Yeah, fuck. It's like, god damn, those guy. guys used to do in Japan just to make money. Um, they they still say, and this is kind of only people are fucking really into wrestling. Whenever we get this, but like. They say the match between Terry Funk and Cactus Jack at like the Shinobi Center or whatever, 1995 or something, is like the greatest death match of all time. I mean, there's exploding fucking C4. There is thumbtacks. There are fucking glass panes. There are barbed wire baseball bats. There is just... And Terry Funk's... He'd been wrestling since the 60s by then, so fuck, he's probably in his 60s, right. 50s maybe. Well, he kind of came back around there in the 90s. I remember that. That's what I'm saying. Little Cactus Jack fucking drug him out. Yeah. After Roadhouse, guy had to go back and make a little more money. Right. He's a fucking badass in Roadhouse, oh. by the way. Absolutely. And then... um. So that was like my high school years, so I had bigger and better things going on at that All right. Was that Terry Funk? Yeah. Or Roadhouse. 1995, you know, right around those formidable teenage years. Dick, Dick was banging heroin. Right. Yeah. Too busy. And then I didn't realize how, how many. Did we, how did we put it today? Something What's that? Loaded white powder. Well, banging. <laughs> banging white powder. That'll be coming. The, uh. And they talked about, too, what sort of, like, one of the worst decisions he ever made because he felt like he became too much of a face and he wanted to flip back to kind of be in a heel. He's like, I think this would be a good thing. And I don't know who it was against or what match it was, but he uh, he did something to somebody really likable, and it's like, I, I can't remember. Was it The Rock? I don't know if it was The Rock or uh, I... I Fuck, I don't remember. Yeah. But uh and he says though it's he it's probably the worst decision he ever made. 
because it really I kind of like put them down the drain a little bit because the fans did not like it at all. Yeah, I don't know if I remember. Yeah, there's not too many things that stick out in my mind that I was like, man, I was really anti you did that. Yeah, um, it was sort of the beginning of the end for him. He went from what'd you say, a hundred and two hundred dollars a week to in a millionaire. Yeah, he's probably the largest. I, I, in my mind, I feel like he surpassed Hulk Hogan in those years. Wrestling, the years where Stone Cold was on top, I don't think wrestling has ever made more money than that. I don't think wrestling there was a lot as a whole good, will ever make more money than it did lot, those years. There was a lot of really good shit, though, that was going on in wrestling at that point in time. There was a lot of really great storylines, and you had the superstars to boot. And a lot of them were guys that had been around for a long time. So it's like you had... You had this perfect storm, I think, of up and comers, innovative and people like Eric Bischoff and WCW and Vince McMahon, mixed with people knew the fuck technology, yeah. which brought in a whole new aspect of it: bigger shows and more presentation. And you you had some of these younger, more athletic guys, but then you you still had the old guys that had now all these new tools at their disposal and these masterminds like you know Vince McMahon and stuff. And it's just it, it kind of became to where it's like they realized that they had no limits. They could do whatever they wanted to. And once they realized the fans were into it, it was like there was no no stopping them at that point. Well, it's kind of funny because we're talking about these guys, and I don't think we've even mentioned the, I, I guess, the, the biggest and most successful professional wrestler of all time. Who, I mean, who would that be? I think it's Stone Cold Steve Austin now. I, mean, I think he surpassed I mean, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair. Okay. What about The Rock? Dwayne Johnson? His movies suck. It, it doesn't uh, matter, but they're they, they're profitable. I mean, oh, he, yeah. Uh, this is kind of like that whole Jerry Seinfeld conversation. I, that's fine. Well, The Rock I probably... I think Stone Cold passed him. I would say that The Rock has but, probably but, parlayed But Stone Cold it. Steve Austin is hosting a reality show that's been canceled. While The Rock is I don't still think he gives a fuck to be in Hollywood. I think that He's living on a ranch by himself, same goddamn place I would be. I think that The Rock is definitely the, the, the most parlayed it into more outside of wrestling success than anyone else. Yeah, so he's the most successful. Are you talking like a dollars and cents thing? Yeah, maybe. No, overall. he's pulling that fucking Jerry Seinfeld thing like he did before. Well, but I mean, like, how do you define Because he's successful? still around, okay. Well, oh. but I mean, the, the Rock is more successful than in wrestling or in, in Hollywood. In, in anybody in, life. in wrestling or in Hollywood. In life, like from a dollars and cents perspective, as, as, who do you as think's anybody. earned more money? Who who's earned more money or been more successful? However, you want to define success in wrestling or no, just in elsewhere. However, life. you define success total in total. Sure, I would rock. say it's probably the Rock. I, I think you have to say that. <laughs> I'm not saying that. That's, I'm a, that's, sorry. A, that's not. I'm a, sorry. No, you said the most successful that's, wrestler, and then you're bringing up other uh, shit that well, does not make them the most successful uh, wrestler. Was, He's but, not earning money from fucking wrestling. Who's the wrestler that's had the most successful but I professional think, career in in total? But I still think you could argue that The Rock was more successful in wrestling than Stone Cold. No, oh. I disagree with that. Okay. Well, I. How many, how, many, how many times? How many times did he have the title? By that time, I wasn't. How many following. times did he have the title? By that time, I wasn't. How many following. times did he have the title? You said it. So now it's time back I don't know up, how so. relevant that is, though, because that's all. Yeah, predetermined, but still, it's predetermined. But what gets your name on that box? 
by that time I wasn't. Having that fucking title on. Right. You know what I mean? That's where the money comes from. Shit. I would say, though, I agree that the... But as somebody who's taken that, I mean, because, I mean, I guess any career or anything you do... You just, just so you know, I think Hulk Hogan has made more movies than The Rock. Does that I make think, him more successful? I think The Rocks have been more successful money-wise. Hulk Hogan has made more movies than The Rock. Guaranteed. Maybe not ones you've seen or anybody's fucking seen, <laughs> but he's made more movies. I was gonna say I I would disagree. I My favorite is No Holds Barred. I haven't even Zeus. I haven't even seen all of the Rocks movies. I mean, we're counting the most of them ain't worth now. watching. He's not that good at. I don't get it. Me myself, I don't have a problem with the Rock. It doesn't bother me. Well, but I mean, the Rock. They must is, be really thin on fucking action. He's similar, superstars. I mean, think about it. I mean, he's similar to like the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, they can't Buster fucking Snow. talk, and they just get up there and. Bash shit on the yeah, I get it. It's just not good. I'm a John Claude Van Damme guy myself. I'm not saying that I'm a fan. I'm just uh, okay. Wanna, yeah, yeah. If you want to base everybody's success Seinfeld. on whether you're a fan or not, then yeah. we, you, the world would look much different. Yeah, no. I'm just saying based on the world view of who's successful. And but who's you not. paint like you said the most successful wrestler. Sure, outside of wrestling, the yes, he su- might be the most successful. In the world of wrestling, I don't believe The Rock is the most successful. Could you imagine, like, uh, a pro Hall of Fame, whatever sport, if it was based off of who Ryan... Who, who do you think's made more money? Who do you think's made more money outside of football? Tom Brady or Joe Namath? Joe Namath's been on television for fucking 40 years now. I bet Tom Brady has, though. Not from football. Uh, yeah. out, not from football, outside of football. I agree. I think Joe Namath made... Name one thing that Tom Brady's the spokesperson of. Oh gosh. Uh, TB3? No. Or TB12, whatever the fuck it's called. I don't know. But his own thing. What I'm saying, something else that he's getting endorsements from. Joe Namath can, if you hire Joe Namath to do some kind of a spokesman, he's probably making hundreds of thousands of dollars. If you hire Tom Brady, he's probably making What is he the fucking spokesperson for other than his own company? Tom Brady? I don't know. Yes. You don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't think that matters, though. He's probably making more money on his own company. And uh, he's probably got endorsement deals, even if he's not their spokesperson. He does. So now it doesn't matter that he's a spokesperson or not the spokesperson. I don't think it does. I'm just saying. I, I'm just saying. The, okay, the no, that's good. The money's hey, greater listen, now. You guys are right, whether you're right or wrong. No, I get I'm it. Saying the money. You just keep changing your story. It's fucking great. I love <laughs> no, it. No, the well, earning potential. It's getting good. I love how this is going. The earning potential is so much greater now than it was in the 70s and 80s. The amount of money people are willing to pay for things now is through the roof. Hey, if we're on dick scale, I'm going to average out what oh, that money was God. worth in the 70s compared to now so we get a true champion. I think it's Broadway Joe. So, so next week you want to talk about who's the greatest basketball player of all time? So are you saying you want to look up their net worth? Yeah, he's going to tell me it's fucking LeBron James. You want to look up Joe Namath and Tom Brady's net worth? And no, because we need to know outside of football. We're not talking about football. Football doesn't matter. So we need we, to know who the most successful is, football player is are we, outside of football. Are we discussing whether Joe Namath is more Peyton popular? I bet Manning's than, more money outside no, of I didn't say more Tom popular. Brady. No, no, Never I, once I, did popular sorry, come out of I'm my sorry, mouth, came sorry, out of yours. I'm sorry. Are we discussing that Joe Namath is more successful outside of football than Tom Brady? Right. When did he win the Super Bowl, Brad? Joe Namath? By 67? Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah. They beat the Colts. Right. So he's been earning money outside of football for almost 50 years now. I'll argue he's still not more successful. 
And you're telling me he's made you, less money in 50 years than Tom Brady has in 15 years? Yes. 20 yes. years? I think so, yeah. Yes. I, I, based I really on whatever so. measure you Wrong, yes. wrong, wrong. Nope. Very unfortunate. I, I so don't is this to be think continued? so. Very unfortunate. I don't think so. And I would bet you that Peyton Manning has made more money outside of football than Tom Brady has. Oh. So Tom Brady isn't will, the number one. I will, I will, oh my go, goodness. I will go one further. Tony Romo has made more money outside of football than Joe Namath and Peyton Manning combined. Think, you think so? Well, Peyton Manning. What, from CBS? Tony Romo is the highest paid. Hold on. I know he was drinking. I know he was drinking. This guy fucking been over here smoking too did or what? See, did you see his contract? No. No. I mean, I don't know what it is. I'm sure he gets paid a lot of money. I know he's the highest, one of the highest paid broadcasters. Please. More, than, more than $100 million. Please Really? Well, that might do it. I don't know. I mean, you think Joe Namath's making more than $100 No. Million? He probably hasn't made more than $100 million in his whole career combined, including football. Joe Namath? $100 million. Yeah. Wrong. $100 million. Wrong. Dollars. wrong. <laughs> Joe Namath. You got a lot of... Broadway got, Joe. You have... You, listen, look up Joe listen. Namath's net worth. He's going to say $4 million. Let's see it, because that's what he's doing now. <laughs> Let's see. Joe Namath's net worth. Now... But he's been doing it for twelve dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but he's been doing it for fifty he, 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 fucking years. Honestly, that's irrelevant in your guys' Joe fucking. Joe struggling. Irrelevant. Joe. Oh my god! Doesn't <laughs> matter that you've been doing it for fifty years. We're talking about Joe Namath's net worth. And you're still trying to type it in over there, one-eyed. <laughs> Popeye. We're Ooh. talking about the same Joe Namath. Hey, oh, the oh, best oh, part oh, is. Oh, oh, you're right. Joe Namath's net worth right now is 25 million. The best, the best part is, this whole MLB <laughs> fights thing is now gone with Joe Namath. I really, really appreciate that. I feel like that was a win for the pub. Tony Romo's net worth is 70 million. But I thought he just signed a contract for over 100. His salary per year is 17 million. But he just signed a contract for over a hundred, so his net worth should at least be a hundred million. Not necessarily. Not not necessarily to my Forbes list. Who else are we talking about? Tom Brady, Tom Brady. Manning, Tom, 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 <clears throat> Tom Brady net worth outside of football, Brian. We can't talk about outside of football because that's why was it outside probably, of wrestling? You can Tom Brady with the Rock. Well, so okay, we can only run. We can only run numbers. Tom Brady's net worth is two hundred and fifty million. You want to yeah. just run a percentage? What What do you think is that's percentage? from? He is taking that's from football. football. No, that's his net worth. No, that's that's what his he's net worth. Two fifty, two hundred fifty million. Yeah, like he's taking small contracts. What in he's the take, last one year? No, when he was at the Patriots, that's why they were able to put pieces around him because he did team friendly deals. Okay, what was his team friendly? Please tell me. I don't. Know, please tell I me know, what a Tom Brady team salary is thirty million. And he's, his net worth is $230 million a year. Yeah. Yeah, well, it doesn't take many $30 million a year years but to have a net worth. But that doesn't add up to your net worth. Like what you make in money does not, does not, not your equal net your net worth. Okay, so how the fuck did Tony Romo sign a $100 million deal, but I, he's only worth seven? I would agree Please explain. I, I don't. Please explain, Mr. Economics. Well, first of all, he said that he just signed a contract for $17 million. Oh. Or that's what his salary was. So no, I don't no, know no. I said, okay, hold on. Let's see. If I'm confused and you're confused, our listeners are probably way fucking confused. This, right they now. already shut this motherfucker off, son. But well, that's Gone. because you're such a contrarian all the time. That's what we're all here for, right? Like, oh, doesn't matter. Totally agree, guys. 
Moving on. Tom Brady, Jerry Seinfeld, best NFL duo of all time. <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Tony, Johnson, next president. Tony Romo. Moving on. Tony Romo and his style of popularity led to his signing a monster 10-year contract for $17.5 million per year. So what's that add up to? $175 million? What's, what's, 17, what's, his, what's his net worth? What's there, 17 Dick? What's seventeen million per year I, for 10 years? I can years? count. What's his net worth? You just said it. $17 million. That's his net worth now, right? That's all he's worth. No, Jeez. that's not his net worth. That's right. what you said the first time. No, I said his net worth is what? in the hundred. Is no, it is isn't. Look it up. Fuck it. No, we're waiting now. Don't you oh. dare be trying to fucking cut me off now. Tony Romo, net worth. Let's hear it. You said it already. Yeah, 17 fucking million. No, it was, no. It was more than that. No, That's no, most no, definitely no. what came no, out of his mouth. It's more than that. No, no, no. It's not. It was more than that, for sure. Well, it sure should pop. He no, shouldn't that's have, what he said his, his yearly salary Popeye was. shouldn't have to put it back in. It should pop right up because <laughs> no, he, he already searched his, it. He already yearly, searched it. Did he yearly, not? His yearly Did he already salary. search the motherfucker yes. or no? He said that was his yearly salary. Let it should pop net, right up. His net work is $70 million. His net worth is 70. <laughs> That's all I needed to know. Thank you. Case closed. <coughs> this case is adjourned. Moving on. 70 million. So I think which is way, Johnny Depp, which Amber Heard's gone. And I honestly. So, this, so 70 million is way lower than I, Joe Namath's 4 million. Oh, now it's 4 million. Okay. It was 25, I think. No, it was 25. Um, Maybe. Yeah, check his fucking list. I don't know. I don't know where Rachel Maddow is getting this fucking are you, info. Are you, are you confusing Joe Namath with Joe yes. Montana? Yes, Joe Montana. Please tell me Joe Montana's net worth. No, Joe Namath's net worth is twenty five. <laughs> yeah, we know. Get your foot out of there for the last forty years. All right. So I think too, like you know, we kind of this would say I'd say this filled the sports void. So maybe we can table. And I, I wasn't necessarily. I didn't have any like a preview of the NFL draft. I just wanted to kind of talk about the entity that is the NFL draft a little bit, but we can save that. And, no, uh, no, let's do it. We got time. Do it. That's so we could do it. I just think it's impressive that the NFL has taken, you know, they've basically found a way to um, be in the public eye damn near year round. I mean, there's no other league that has a draft that draws more attention than the NFL draft. I mean, it's a huge spectacle. Um, but they stretch it out now over, what, three or four days? And what probably – and now they went on the road, right? Uh, I believe it's in Nashville this year. Or, no, excuse me, it's in Las Vegas this year. I think the first place they went when they went on the road was Nashville. And, honestly, I enjoyed the one – when everybody stayed home, I thought that was kind of cool because, you know, it's everybody sitting in their house. They're showing, like, the coaches sitting in their living rooms with their laptops. Um, I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting, the way that one went down. But It's always best when they do it in New York. The crowd's loud and rowdy. They fucking hate Goodell. So That's the best part about it. So how big of a degenerate do you have to be to put on your sitting right across from you jersey and go spend – three or four days at the NFL draft live and in person booing the commissioner every, every five minutes when he walks onto the stage. Well, I would say most Washington Redskins fans with that. Um, 
and that that's a thought I kind of come away from anytime I watch those things. And and God love them because if it weren't for them being so into it, the draft wouldn't be what it is. But I sit there and watch that, and I see these people, and I, I I'm just left to wonder like, do you, like what do you like, you wonder like who who are you in life? And what's funny is some of them, some of them probably are like relatives of Dick and Dave. highly successful people that just that's just their thing. But yeah, they got fuck you money and then go do shit like maybe that. so, maybe so. What are, you, what are you busting guys, grown men wearing jerseys for? I know you got one floating around. No, I somewhere. don't. Yeah, you do. I do not. A liar. I'm a little critical. You have a man in jersey floating around somewhere. Little critical of grown man jersey guy. I would say that I think it's. Here's where I think it's acceptable, okay? Never. On a Sunday, you're at home and your team's playing. You got a jersey, you want to throw it on when you sit around the house and watch the game. Fair, okay? That now, are we talking strictly some point strictly a juju thing, though? No, no, just just wearing it to wear it. Yeah, that's my deal. Throw my jersey on on Sundays, watch the game. Um, now, if you have multiple jerseys and you wear certain jerseys based off some weird superstition, <laughs> man, that might be a little different. A little, little more weird. What? Now you're against superstition. I'm not against superstition. Um, Fuck. I thought I was sitting amongst friends. You're going to go to a game. You want to wear your jersey at the game. First dick over here tell me. Fine. Rocky Maivia better than Stone Cold Steve Austin. But if Austin. I see you at a grocery store. Now you're telling me I can't wear my. June suit. with your Devin Hester jersey on. Test, okay. test. I'm, Am I lying? Yes. Oh. Are you trying to speak? So Dwayne The Rock Johnson net worth. <laughs> I said Rocky Maivia. <laughs> Dwayne Rock Johnson. I said Rocky Maivia. Net worth eight hundred million. <laughs> That's Rocky Stone Maivia. Failure. Stone Cold Steve Austin worth thirty million. Only thirty. Failure. Yeah. yeah. So yes. all the Dwayne Rock Johnson. Nobody's ever watched his movies. <laughs> no, I haven't watched his movies. I, oh, said oh, movies uh, no, I, I thought you said nobody. I thought these. No, his movies are so bad that he's made eight hundred million. He's <laughs> worth eight. Give half million. of that to Kevin Hart. <laughs> yeah, I know. Kevin Hart's yeah. probably worth more than he is. That's what I'm saying. He needs to give half of it to him. Oh. Buy him a booster seat. So, yeah. Jersey uh, Jersey at the grocery store in July, guy. That's, that's I don't know. Devin Hester once beat the Indianapolis Colts. No, he didn't. Single-handedly. This, did not. I watched it in the cooler did in not. East Peoria. This, no. When you talk he about another Greatest of all time. When you talk the about. The Saints beat the Colts. Hester returned the kickoff in the I, Super Bowl I and it was over. When you talk about a man wearing another man's name on the back of his shirt. Um, is that like? Does that apply to rugby? You can wear your own fucking name on the back shirt all you want to. <laughs> let's, okay, let's take this a step further. I will even say I will. I'll die on this mountain. Die on it. Go ahead. Custom Jersey guy <laughs> is worse than Jersey guy. Custom Jersey guy worse than Jersey guy. Only, only, Not only, hey, am only I wearing... a custom Jersey guy is only bad. If he has his last name on there, which is that's bad enough, but hey. every single one of those guys make sure that their number is number sixty nine. Hey, listen, <laughs> listen. Just because you bitches are afraid you're gonna get charged extra for those bed sheets, don't you be coming at me for my custom are you, jersey. Are you a lineman? Sixty nine. Yes. That's a lineman's number, right? Hey, the last time I played football, I was a lineman. Thank you. The, I was a guard. The, it's one thing to wear a jersey. It's another thing to go through the time of choosing your own name and number to wear it as if you choosing are. Choosing. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. You are now a it's member of thing, choosing yeah. the, It's another thing to always pick number six. How long does it take? What? To how type your name to, in. To type your name? 
I, that, that second taking the time, taking the time to choose your name and your number. Come on, man. that's just like doubling down on the douchiness. Yeah, that's fine. Delta Bravo, doubling down. Delta Bravo, all in, all okay. in. Turn the hat around. Tell me that Why? says. Turn the hat around. I want to see if it what? says enduring freedom. I did not send cross from Kyle. Chris Kyle. It does not. It doesn't say anything on the back. Okay. Just got a flag on the front. What you got against America? A little bit. A little bit of something now. <laughs> what you got? A little bit of something. Oh, we can sit here and talk for hours on how long you spent talking shit about the people who are on the front of your hat. Oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> oh. You leave the Iowa Hawkeyes out of this. <laughs> no, it is not. I thought that was camouflage, so you couldn't see it. <laughs> you leave the Iowa Hawkeyes out of that. At least you don't have your name embroidered on the back of it. No, actually, I do. <laughs> not, not his name. Not his name. No, I do. You've never looked, obviously. Or his weight. I know who I'm fucking tonight. <laughs> fucking Ace and Gary, the ambiguously gay duo. Know exactly who I'm fucking. I'd say this would be a good time to wrap this up. You think? <laughs> I think so. Get your drinks. Dick ain't got a drink. He knows what Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld's last fucking bowel movement looks like, but he ain't got no drinks. All right. Here's to those that wish us well. All the rest can go to hell. Fuck you, Tony Romo. Fuck you, Steve Austin. <laughs> You sit there and you thump your Bible and you say your prayers and it didn't get you anywhere. Talk about your Psalms. Talk about John 3.16. Austin 3.16 says I just whipped your ass. Everybody in the club getting tipsy. Everybody in the club getting tipsy. Everybody in the club getting tipsy. I won't deny it, I'm a straight rider. You don't wanna fuck with me. I got the police fussing at me. But they can't do nothing to a G. Wow, 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 he's a very nice.